You're listening to Death of the Reader, this is Flex, and welcome to Review Season. Rather than launch Review Season this year with a eulogistic scathing of our least recommended story, we thought it'd be fun to start with a review of the seasonal mystery. A couple of years ago, we joined Andrew Popel of Final Draft for a Christmas special, where we explored the frostbitten pagan origins of the Christmas traditions, and how well that isolation fits into the murder mystery canon. Whilst Spooktober may be larger than it appears in our mirrors, it is another celebration of the grim and gruesome that seems right at home for murder mystery. The modern Halloween traditions of obscuring your identity, threatening strangers, and minimalist vegetable lighting couldn't be any more murder and mystery if they tried. Even the more classic depictions of monsters and the curses of the unknown unites deeply with the core tenant of the impossible crime, that defeat is accepting the barely explicable was in fact supernatural. Trying to summarize the origins of Halloween is a bit of an undertaking since, as with many modern religious traditions, it's a blend of so many other cultures that came before it. You'll find stories of doors to other worlds, ancient battles between heroes and fire-breathing harpists, transitioning souls from death to the afterlife, warding off witches and ghosts, and cultural animosity in the British Isles. In some ways, its diverse lineage stands in polar opposite to the comparatively traceable influences of the writers every marketing department insists on analogizing their hot new mystery authors to. Our particular All Hallows' Eve venture for the year saw us taking a journey through those authors, with Poe's Dupont Mysteries as well as the subtly named Halloween Party by Dame Agatha Christie. Whilst the spook value of Dupin's mysteries may be a little lacking, obviously Poe is well lauded as a master of the gothic, and maybe that corner of his mind is what made him perfect for pioneering the criminal conundrums we love so dearly. The grim union of death that pairs both fields of fiction needs no explanation, but perhaps less easy to see is the sense of curiosity, a search for meaning in inexplicable things, be it the haunting story behind a grotesque facade, a miscarriage of justice, or the feeling of loss stemming from an acquainted death. This year's Bad Sydney Crime Writers Festival saw a panel between Solari Gentil, Robert Gott, Mark Brandy, and Radio National's Bookshelves' Dr. Kate Evans talking about crime fiction as the literature of resistance, wherein they discussed the idea that our genre inherently stands to challenge and resist the whims of society, be it Roland Sinclair's resistance of 1930s fascism, Brandy's resistance of our views of the disadvantaged people in our society, or William Power's resistance of common sense. It's fascinating to see that idea stem all the way back to Poe with his posturing of a solution to the real disappearance of Mary Celia Rogers in The Mystery of Marie Roget. Whilst Poe's motives in writing this story may not be entirely congruous to us today, his Dupin stories resist the idea that our lives are inexplicable. When read with the treaties on logical thought that accompanied the original manuscripts in mind, Poe was, in his own way, resisting the idea that an audience had to be unengaged from what they read and could partake in both stories and the world by using their brains. Decades later, as we entered the golden age of crime fiction, audiences were in many ways what Poe had imagined them to be, voracious for something to set their minds to. Tragically, in the case of Christie's Halloween Party, that is where the story finds its downfall. No longer were the cheap tricks and superlative confoundments of the detective enough to entertain an audience, many readers were easily able to spot the bluntly recycled plot threads from her other work. Oddly though, this is almost perfect for the modern Halloween. We're so far removed from a sense of connection to the festivity that many only associate it with the annual repetitions of candy acquisition, fancy dress, and at least here in Australia, a vague feeling that the only reason we even hear about it anymore is because there's leftover decoration stock from places that actually engage in the celebration. 
Even if the Halloween tradition itself may be waning around the world, shifting in favor of Southeast Asia's adoption of the holiday as an excuse to get absolutely torrid on alcohol in mediocre excuses for costumes, I think a small sense of nostalgia will keep us, mystery fans, here. Our curiosity for the dark things, our passion for warped identities and otherworldly occurrences means we may be one of the last bastions of the tradition. It'll be another six years before calendars conspire to afford us another Halloween special on Death of the Reader, assuming 2SER allows us to keep the stranglehold we have on the Sunday night at 9pm slot we've enjoyed these past three years, but I don't think we could avoid indirectly indulging in the season's spirit through the natural subject matter of our murder mystery world tour. So when it comes to Halloween each year, grab yourself a spooky mystery, sit down with your anthropomorphic vegetable light source, and rejoice in your keeping alive of one of the many cultural touchstones that motivated our beloved genre. You're listening to Review Season, and that was a review of Halloween? Thanks for joining us here on Death of the Reader for 2021, and we hope you enjoy the venture into the wonderful stories we've covered over the year while we're away. Be sure to get subscribed so you don't miss all the fun and recommendations. This is 2SER 107.3.